Knuckleball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time, Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT, we know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it, love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. Gaelic football on Off the Ball. With AIB, proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the toughest for more. Now then, you're very welcome back. We will return to that Vera Pau story, by the way, after nine. We have the journalist from The Athletic with us who can talk us through the methodology of their reporting and how it all came about. In the meantime, though, we are turning to Gaelic football. So uh, we neglected, in particular, Derry on our analysis yesterday. And my apologies, Derry. We just ran out of time. The other game is very absorbing. And uh, Derry Cork wasn't a classic, so we probably skated by it relatively quickly and maybe we didn't give Monaghan their due credit either so I'm very happy to say Mr Brendan Devenny is uh, with us for uh, something of an Ulster perspective ahead of this Kerry Dublin final What about you Joe yeah <laughs> listen uh, we don't want to jump the gun but uh, after the weekend yeah all the all, uh, uh, indicators are pointing that way but we've had a bad season uh, so it's very very hard to tell was this just one of those brilliant performances of the two, from the two sides it's hard to know we've seen some unbelievable performances throughout the championship from teams that, that shouldn't have won on certain days so I suppose that's what Monaghan and Derry are going to look to do upset the odds As I mentioned there we started yesterday with Mayo Dublin talked about that for plenty and then did similar on Kerry's win and then Monaghan Armagh was so dramatic and we pretty much skated by Cork 1-8 Derry 1-12 which it must be said wasn't a thrilling spectacle Derry had their first score after 10 minutes by half an hour Cork had scored 3 points so it wasn't quite the Dublin Mayo kick fest that we might um, have enjoyed a touch more that said Derry are here in a semi-final they're uh, not happy with the they can't do it in Crow Park line and they have Kerry in their crosshairs. So give us a word on, on Derry's performance against Cork. It was very, um, well, for want of a better word, talking about GA players, it was very professional, very controlled. Yeah, and I think that's how Derry play. It's it's what they've been doing this last number of years. There's a real pattern to, to how they play. Um, maybe over defensive uh, last season when they got up there, they realised they had to tweak some things, and they certainly are flooding and committing players forward. And probably off the back of last year, you're looking are they any better? I mean, in squad terms, of course, the, the brilliant McFall is back. We haven't seen the best of him yet, really. I think he's slowly coming up to the pitch of of where county football is at. We've seen some flashes of brilliance from him. Uh, I just remember a few weeks back on the points he hit in Bal Buffet uh, right in the almost on the end and he swiveled in a ball and put it over the bar pure class but I think McAvoy the fullback allowing like up in that point Rogers was circling in and out depending on what team they were playing but now him and Glass formidable midfield and that comes down to McAvoy being solid in that defence score slicks uh, Lachlan Murray coming in there as well so I think Derry from earlier in the season you've seen both elements of the game they still had that rigid zonal type uh, marking their, their tackling was good their turnovers were solid but they did look like they were breaking with a lot more uh, pace and trying to open up the pitch keeping players wide pushing players into the end line 
realizing that other sites were going to set up similar to them and they were going to have to learn to break them down. So very much coming on the radar, Joe, you know, they, they, they won Ulster and there was very little talk about it. I mean, such a barren spell they had, as, as we all know, going right down to Division 4. And then, you know, they won back-to-back Ulsters. Because of the nature of this season with the league and the championship, there's so little talk really about the Provincials, even something like an Ulster, which was massive for them. I mean, Armagh, like so desperate for one and, and listen they went through the group stages without anybody talking and again as you just mentioned there Joe a very um, workmanlike performance you know never had the heights against Cork I mean Cork 22 efforts in goal only at 1-8 from that yeah. you know they were pretty poor so there you know coming on a wee bit under the radar um, I think probably coming under the championship you, you would have had uh, Dublin Kerry I think Galway just tucked in behind them you then had uh, the the likes of um, uh, Mayo, you know, you're thinking maybe Tyrone and then Derry. That's probably where a lot of people would have had that mark. And so, listen, they they, they certainly have a chance uh, uh, going into the game. And how do Kerry size up for them? Certain matchups work, certain styles work, others don't. Will they like the look? Of what, <laughs> in so much as you can like what Kerry are about, but will they uh, feel they can get at Kerry? Is that a matchup that suits what Derry have in their locker? Yeah, well, Derry do seem good at snuffing out the opposition. They, you know, I know obviously there's been been a change there with with Gar stepping down and, and Mina stepping up to the to the main job. But you know, we certainly well got there. He's he's a huge uh, number of years done with these these Derry lads. He was involved with the last uh, Derry management. So listen, he's been around the block with these guys and they trust him and. And uh, yeah, matchups is interesting. If you if you look at it now, the way teams drop off, you know, you think what what matchups is important, but still, you would say, you know, the, the likes obviously of uh, of uh, of McKeg, uh, and and his and his battle is going to happen inside with um, with uh, Kerry full forward, um, whose name has just left my brain for some reason of of all names to to leave my you're, my head. You Clifford, haven't forgotten David Clifford, Clifford's name, I presume. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. You know what? I was thinking about all the other matchups as you said it to me, and I'd bypassed that. One more brain I, I, I tell you what, Brennan, you want to keep an eye out for this David Clifford kid. I think he's going to go all the way. <laughs> that's, that's bad. That's a brilliant. But no, I, I tell you, there is a, probably a couple of matchups. And I say White at a brilliant game for Kerry last day. Cassidy, you know, is, is adept at, at handling and tracking a player like that. If he's going to have a huge influence up the pitch, I would say probably fully McGuigan. You know, when you look at the two ends of the pitch, you know, Clifford, Clifford McKay, probably fully McGuigan. You, know, uh, you, know, you know, maybe Tom Sullivan, but I think probably fully they'll pick him up and then you have the brilliant battle I mean the last day O'Connor everybody's raving about his performance and, and Barry at midfield the, the, that against Glass and Rogers. I suppose there is very intriguing battles in there but in many ways what would have happened from a few years previous so the, the, the tactics that have come in their sport have been a result of lesser teams really wanting to beat better teams and how do they get about them and how do they frustrate them and how do they stop them playing what you have is now is the better teams are now all playing the same. They've all got it locked down. Um, probably you just leave Mayo out. Let Sarah or Mayo or Mayo. Yeah. But everybody else, so, and you've seen it the last day, once Dublin and Kerry went under that lead. So your fear is in the semi-final is that if Dublin and Kerry start to flex their muscles and go, go a good few points up, four or five points up, they just sit and they play like an out-and-out counter-attacking team and it's it's horrible for the opposition. So I think that's a big thing for Derry that that it isn't a case of, and you've seen it be thrown the last day, maybe from a couple of years ago, how they went about them after after Kerry. And, and, and you know, Kerry tried this a few times under Peter Peter Keane and it just was all a wee bit miserable. Jack O'Connor, you know, brings in Paddy Talley. They find the right ingredients. So you have that 
rigid defence that man-to-man tackling but then you have the breaking with pace mm. that's what Dublin did so well and Derry obviously got the defensive side right Joe and still there is question marks can they punch enough scores going forward against the against the side of Kerry I've heard people say that if you were to pick anyone to try and marshal David Clifford there's a chance McCaig might be top of your list if you could pick anyone in the country now I still sort of don't fancy anyone's chances against Clifford admittedly he scored a point from play the last day I doubt he's going to do that two games in a row so <laughs> McCaig versus Clifford does he have half a chance here at keeping this guy to three four points yeah it's so funny Joe how, how we talk about Clifford uh, and, and you, you you talk about a guy hitting five points in the game if I come away from Crow Park with five points one mark one from play I've had three frees I'm, I'm pretty happy with my yeah. day's work and, yeah. and we're, we're, we're looking at this guy going you know he's had an off day I mean his pass for the, which led to the goal you know we, we've, we've been raving about it as well so I, I'm thinking with Clifford you know I would say he probably likes days like that that He's contributed brilliantly to the goal with a, with a bit of unbelievable skill. He's kind of done his job mm. uh, again, probably in a, in a workman league, and he hasn't set the world on fire. I mean, there was there was a free pull back. Remember the one he planted in the net too? And I was just looking yeah, back at it should have been an advantage. Advantage should have been played. And, and you look at the ease that he put that ball in the corner of that net too. I mean, player people just can't do that. Normal forwards just can't do that. He just strokes that ball into the back of the net. So your fear would be, yeah, if he gets if he gets a run uh, against Derry, but as you said, McKeag unreal. He had probably one slip of Bosch and Gillen in, in Balbuffet uh, in one of the games of his life now, and maybe that small bit of youth and pace uh, against him. Maybe listen, Chris, he's been there a long, long time, mm. but I don't think Clifford is overly uh, fast in that terms. He obviously is unbelievably physical. So I think yeah, that's that's uh, set for for a huge battle, and uh, that'll have a, a massive bearing in the game. Monaghan and Armagh after extra time had 14 points apiece and then we had the penalties which were very dramatic unlike large quotients of the game we had uh, Darren O'Sullivan on yesterday and Colin Boyle they were doing our analysis and I gave it the old uh, cliched thoughtless question uh, presenters ask people in these circumstances I said God you'd feel very sorry for Armagh and it was interesting Darren O'Sullivan was so strong and, 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 and pointed on it he said I don't feel sorry for them at all they got everything they deserved they have the forwards to actually play really good football and to go out and win games and this policy almost of stay in the game tactics is not going to get them anywhere and I've no sympathy for them none so I have to say I kind of do look at the cards that McGinney has to play in that forward line and would love them to play a few more of them. So what's your read on, on how they're to feel about this season? His ninth in charge. Yeah, listen, it's been a, a master. You'd have to say if they are on the up and up. I mean, they're down as far as Division 3. You know, the beginning from, from Armagh dominating, particularly in Ulster, then they couldn't win a game in Ulster. You know, obviously Donaghy came in there, the backroom team, and they really looked like they were going somewhere. I mean, the Ulster final, if you look at the three penalty shootouts, so I was just thinking about those players most of them have been on this journey all together uh, with McGinney since they've started to get back into a, a Division 1 a competing team. You know, if they won those three penalty shootouts, they're in All-Ireland semi-final last year, who knows what would have happened. They've won Ulster and they're in All-Ireland semi this year. And it completely changes everything about those players' careers, basically. Because it, who knows what's going to happen after this. So it's on the back of those three penalty shootouts. You know, our, our world could be so, so different. But it is what it is. And if you're on about normal time, 
Joe, yeah. And we're crying out the Armagh about this all year. When I, I take this back to, I was doing a commentary Armagh against uh, Tyrone and, and uh, Armagh playing so-so in the match. They have a man sent off and they realised the game's over and Tyrone were keeping the ball and they started to squeeze on Tyrone with a man down and turnovers and cause mayhem and push Tyrone and, and very easily could have got a goal then the match which would have got them a draw. And you're looking saying, why aren't Armagh? With 14 men, they were able to put Tyrone under massive pressure. And you're like, right, that's from football, football. That, that's how we attack the game. And if you look at Armagh's physicality and their ability to play, as if they're sitting, you know, with the power that they had, they're a much more physically uh, stronger team than, than Monaghan and Heightways anyway. So you're thinking, why didn't you put the squeeze on Monaghan? And, and particularly, we, we obviously we know with a black card, sitting and waiting to win a game by a point. And listen, it nearly came off, Joe, but then you had that come with there, the man McManus again, <laughs> wham, bam. Hey, this man, uh, talk about vintage, Joe, and, and, and listen, came the penos in and it's that lottery. So looking back at it now, was there a couple of goal opportunities in there? Maybe Armagh could have went for I mean, we talked about Clifford a minute ago, Grugan coming in there. You know, that left footer has, you know, a goal at, at a stage in that match, I think, with a catapult at Armagh victory. But that's a modern are plucky that they hung in there. What's next for, for Armagh? It's difficult uh, because it's a huge ask to, to keep playing that way because I think that negative style of football kind of grinds teams down after a while and with Armagh not getting the success they would have wanted. It's difficult to come back uh, year on year. Yeah, you have to have the success to make that worthwhile. You do, you do. And I, I think too there's a lifespan with playing that real rigid, rigid football because at the end of the day it's not enjoyable. I mean, everybody's a defender first and I think you're seeing that with Derry and fairness to them this year they are at times, I know when when they get under their defensive shape they're still as as bad or as rigid as ever depending on how you look at it but yeah. they are trying to open up that bit more and I think we are mad to keep on having their best players back in and especially players of the quality Ryan O'Neill to have them so like almost playing a half backs for the majority of the game it, does, it doesn't work and you see like O'Neill's kick when they need it and you're like oh my god I mean four or five more of these a, a half would be just fine yeah. is there any sense that we're being a touch harsh on Armagh though maybe they don't have the firepower we're saying they do have maybe McGinney sees it close up and he, he's got a stronger sense of their abilities I, I say that because it's my instinctive reaction watching them but it's pretty easy for me on the couch as I sip a cup of tea McGinney is super smart it, like it emanates from him Kieran Donaghy is an attack minded player coach I would think super smart I would think they spend I'd love to see their phone bills I'd say they're talking the whole time plotting like and I'm just here going oh you know why don't you attack more and and a part of me thinks I may be doing them a big disservice so are we being a touch harsh on them as well? Well I, I think from the year previous uh, when when we were getting infused about our man don't forget it's not you know, they're only just really come back into this point where they, they, they were challenged and they were getting back yeah. to Crow Park and the way they, they dismantled particularly last year what they did to to, to Rowan what they did to Donegal they really went for them uh, for the juggler and you had all this firepower and all this aggression and for some reason they dropped back then and earlier in the season I remember talking about this and I could only think but they getting ready maybe to, to possibly look at a trajectory of meeting Derry in the Ulster final and that's how we have to play to beat them and because Ulster was so important for them but yet, we've seen so many instances of it, you know, particularly in the league, maybe down in Killarney, you know, when, when, when they should have won the match, but their defensive uh, regression really killed them in the game. And mm. in many ways, our man in the league, 
the couple of results could have flipped so easily they could have been in the top of the league they end up getting relegated I thought the penny would have dropped a bit then uh, Joe in terms yeah. of how they approach the game but it didn't happen mm. so that brings us to Mana and you mentioned McManus and it is I mean I think everybody in the country you couldn't but be happy for McManus and I don't know which point it was I think he scored four in total but there was one earlier on where it's such a clever little jink the way he feigns to hop the ball one way and pops back onto his left and finds a bit of space and calm as you like I mean silky smooth over the bar and then the way he won the free the way he took the free under those circumstances glorious I think his hips are giving him trouble he's been on the go a long time and no one likes sitting on the bench but I mean he gets his moment in the sun he's a finisher not a sub (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> that, I do. That's that's a great way of put, putting that down. Yeah, uh, I seen him come on a few weeks back. As I say, up against Donegal and, and Manor were really poor in the night. That Donegal played well. I won't take anything away from yeah. him, but this is a Donegal team who, who you know we're, we're missing so many players in that. And looking at that Monon team, there seems to be this issue. There's real up and down with them. I think when they've got a bit of an axe to grind or some reason they come at teams. I mean, you look at the way Derry. Uh, um, took them apart in Ulster and then when they played them then in the first group game you know, it was a completely different Monaghan their grace and the way they attacked the game probably should have beat Derry in Celtic Park you know Derry showing a bit of metal in that game so there's something about Monaghan you know and, and their smaller population and how they're set up I mean Vinnie Corey takes that job I don't think he necessarily wanted it so soon but there was nobody really coming in for it uh, as you've seen with a few jobs around here and, and Martin Corey his brother coming in very highly regarded coach you know in the in the area and the lads love him you look at the likes of Vinny how long he played you know Paul Finlay the Hugheses you know you look at McManus there's a real club sense uh, you always get with Monaghan that everybody's in there for the long haul. Nobody yeah. retires until the very last. They say, McManus has had some sure in years to come. I'll give him bar, but he can always play back those couple of penalties and uh, those frees <laughs> he had and, and he can uh, have a smile to himself. find it really hard. I like, they've made fools of us all and they should have been relegated about 15 times at this stage and, and just <laughs> yeah. haven't been. find it really hard to make the case against Dublin. Yes, yeah. Um, listen, Dublin, Joe, you, you're you're again looking at the right time of the season just to be hitting the, the right points in this. If, if Dublin were, were like a soccer team and you see it with the dominant teams over there that have the best players and keep the ball, there's a different way of playing. Your blood needs to be up properly to play football. And I know that's lessened over time with tactics and possession, but you still need to have a bite. And you're looking at Dublin and looking at them early in the year against Roscommon. And I was thinking about the Roscommon dressing room before they were about to play them. You know, hadn't won a game at Crew Park at so long and the fans at Dublin, they were they must have been hopping. It was the Dublin lads, I would say there was something tranquil playing in the dressing room. It's just another game. What, what are we having so, for dinner tonight? What <laughs> taking the woman. Um listen, that that's the thing, Joe, and, and that's no disrespect to Ross Common, but when you've been so successful and been around the block, how do you get up for certain games? And yeah. I think that's something that Desi Farrell struggled with, and people were kind of blaming him for it, which is very unfair. Because, you know, as he said himself last day, they've had 22 new players in the last two years. And then all the experience comes back in this year, Joe. And how they finished that game was absolutely frightening. And, you know, you look at last year with those players missing, you know, Mannion, Com was injured. Uh, McCaffrey wasn't there. Cluxon wasn't there against Kerry. They still nearly beat Kerry. 
So you'd think just that Crow Park thing, uh, uh, Joe, that Dublin now are, are getting ready. And uh, that that's an unbelievably horrible proposition for Monaghan. And again, if Monaghan go behind, not like it was years ago, you know, there, there isn't that chance to maybe hit them for 1-2 or 1-3, catch them sleeping. Dublin will just sit in rigid and keep hitting you on the counter and, and all the bench and the exposure. Mm. Uh, Joe and Cork who I, I suspect was watching the Derry game very closely said Cork were jaded after three weeks on the bounce they had lots of chances Derry made seriously hard work of it wouldn't be so sure about them and Pat makes a fair point I hadn't thought about this actually but now that he says it I totally agree uh, the goalie I presume he's talking about Monaghan goalie here the goalie should not be allowed to wear black gets mixed up with the referee that is true there's a few times he popped up on my screen and I thought bloody hell ref oh no goalie but that's a, that's an aside that point on Dublin, we were saying last night, you mentioned all the lads have come back. Uh, the sense from the likes of Paddy Andrews and different Dublin players in the know is that genuinely, as much as, you know, uh, people laugh at us, there is a lean period coming behind this generation. Like it, there isn't the next Con coming through, the next McCaffrey coming through. So there seems to be a real sense. The band is back together. We're going to win one more All-Ireland potentially and, and maybe that will be a, a, a lean-ish by Dublin standards period. So they have, they just have that short-termism about them Dublin at the moment, which is a bit scary. And mm. to your point, they'll have adrenaline for the semi-final. So, you know, that makes them a bit scary. Who wins the All-Ireland? Yeah, do you know what? I just have a feeling it's going to be Dublin. And, and as you said, just the performances the last day of, of Fenton McCarthy, the the, the, the players that yeah. they brought off the bench, they assured their Cluxton, you know, um, listen, 173 points in that second half. I mean, that's an absolute destruction of a side that we thought it was going to be close. You know, when I take your, your, your texter's point there about the fatigue, that last... That last game in the group stages was what really caused problems for so many teams. Mm. I mean, Donegal beat Monaghan, Kildare beat Roscommon. You know, the draw, uh, it's Ronan Westmeath. Listen, Cork uh, beating Mayo. You know, the, uh, Armagh beating Galway. Mm. All these performances we didn't see coming. And then it caused another game for a lot of those teams, which I think then led them into games not completely... Uh, uh, ready, uh, ready, you know, yeah. in the quarterfinals where they weren't expecting to be. I think that threw up a lot. Up in that point, we, we were trying to figure out where is everybody in this championship. But after last weekend, Joe, there's no doubting uh, where the powers that be lie, and it's it's still very much with Kieran Dublin. I know. There's a sense now it was all a lot of shadow boxing, and those boys circled first weekend of July, and boom, here we are. It's Kerry and Dublin. Of course, it's Kerry and Dublin. Should you know what were we expecting? We uh, you didn't answer my question. Oh, you said Dublin. You said Dublin. You think it'll be Dublin? Okay. Well, yeah. uh, we'll watch the next couple of weeks. It's nice to have uh, the championship really uh, booming at the moment. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Anytime, Joe Boy. Cheers. Brennan Devenny there with us, former Donegal forward. And Gaelic Football on Off the Ball is in partnership with AIB, proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship. You can check out hashtag the toughest for more.